Hey, bro. How's your mother? Welcome back to The Real Boys. We're here today talking about the Mark Wahlberg M. Night Shyamalan classic movie, The Happening. I'm your host, Michael Colby. Um, let's just get some of these boys up on screen so you're not looking at my face this big. What do you say? Uh, let's get up first, uh, Jerry and Blaze. What's going on, man? That was hey. the best intro <laughs> of the season by far. I am, I promise I am not going to do my Mark Wahlberg impression the entire time. <laughs> Jerry, and how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be have, here. Have you seen this movie? Yes, and it was so long ago that uh, upon my rewatch, it was just like watching it for the first time, and I was just as disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> disappointed. Okay. All just, right. Um, just just the ending. Just the ending. Just the ending. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going wrong yeah. in this movie. Um, okay, I think okay. Have- good premise. Good premise. Love the story. You know, we'll get into it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually more excited to get it. So let's get everybody. You know, let's get through this part, and we'll get to the movie. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, we'll get Dan Levely up next. Hey, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can tell by your face that you loved this movie. So, this movie you... is such a flaming pile of garbage. It sure is. You, yeah. I, I hate every it... single thing that M. Night Shyamalan has touched, except for one movie, and I can't even remember the title of it. So, that's how much I hate this guy. The elevator one? No, that movie sucked too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. I mean, I don't under, I don't quite understand the the hype that he had. I mean, I thought the sixth sense was good, but after that, it it was like diminishing returns until this movie, which Shyamalan twist was a comedy the whole time. Okay. What do you think of that take? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't know about a comedy, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was going to say Zoe Deschanel is a terrible, terrible actress. Mm-hmm. Everything that she is in is a terrible movie, except for the new guy. And the only reason I like that one is because Eliza Dushku was in it. And that's the only reason why I like that movie. And Eddie Griffin. I don't think I know that one. Yeah. You should yeah, check it she's, out. She's, yeah, it's she's, way better than this movie. I don't know about that because this is absolutely one of my like most watched movies. Like I'll put this thing on anytime to be entertained. I think this is one of the most entertaining movies there is but we'll get into it when we get the rest of the panel up even though small panel today we had some right. some cancellations but um yeah we'll get you back soon we'll talk about the show um i think we just have dylan terry left evening dylan how are you oh i'm great Good. i'm great even better after you got to watch the happening again uh, this movie is trash it's this movie so, is utter complete garbage, and I love almost every second of it. Yeah, I also love almost every second of it. 
Cool. I'm I'm yeah. glad because I was actually afraid to uh, mention how much I like this movie on the show or to anyone who's on the show. <laughs> and then when I said something last week uh, during Clerks or on Monday during Clerks, I was surprised at the uh, support that I got on this movie. So I'm glad we're going to get to get a chance to talk about it. Um, do we have Chris Harvey yet? Is he here or not here? Not yet. Okay. We'll see who else shows up, but for now it's going to be the four of us. So let's, uh, let's pull everybody up and get right into this movie. All right, gentlemen, I don't mind. I don't mind a smaller panel like this. I think this is going to be nice. Everybody gets more of a chance to talk. Zach's not here, so everybody's really going to get more of a chance to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, you know what? Let's just get right into it because the movie sure gets right into it. Uh, we open up in Central Park in New York City with two ladies sitting, reading their books. And uh, then all of a sudden, we don't quite know what's going on, but. The one girl can't remember what page she's on in her book, and uh, people are stopping all of a sudden, walking backwards, talking nonsense, and then um, one of the girls takes the chopstick out of her hair bun and stabs herself right in the neck with it. Um, are we we happy with uh, how quickly we get to the deaths in this movie? The deaths were the only cool part about this movie, was how people killed themselves. That was it. And, and the rest of it was running from the wind. That, running and, from the wind. At, like, that was at, the plot. at least it's an interesting premise. Maybe not interesting, <laughs> different. I, this opening is the most effective part up until you get to Wahlberg. I yes. think, I'm, I'm slightly jumping ahead, but the construction guys... Is the mm -hmm. only scene in the movie where I feel any sort of tone that you're supposed to feel, mm -hmm. uh, because the first seven, the first exchange is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Where one girl asks another, "I forgot where I was," and then her mm -hmm. friend is like, "You were on this page in the book." It's like she was like, "You, you were, you were at the part <laughs> where I forget." Ex Shit, I should have wrote it. Where down. the killer reveals their somehow. yeah, and it's like, like, how do you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it was really weird, and you know, then people are just and I don't know. It's yeah, you're right. It's not effective. It it sets a poor tone, um, and then we have these hilarious, just raining from the sky construction workers. Um, but yeah, I think that is the only time in this entire movie where it does feel like a horror movie. That might be the letdown part, you know, because it sets this tone very early. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we go right to Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher. Are we, are we serious with this? Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher with probably one of the easiest science questions you could, you could ask a, uh, a, a class. Yeah. So about where are the bees, bees going? There are no the bodies. Going. Where are they going? <laughs> and I mean, he's right. You know, that's that's how you start something like that. You know, you just throw some guesses. You know, you, you try to figure out what's going on and then, you know, and then you test it. I don't know. 
I mean, I did read that it was it was Wahlberg's, you know, choice to be a science teacher. He was like, I bro, I play cops and everything. Why can't you let me be like a science teacher or something? And it, there's a reason why they don't usually let him be a science teacher. It's because he doesn't sound intelligent even when he's saying I don't want to say he's intelligent things, but things that were written to sound intelligent. Well, you don't end your science class by being like, yeah, bro, sometimes you just can't explain it. It's like, oh, <laughs> no, that's why you're in like a science. You should be driving people to try and explain yes. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very strange that he is talking to this guy who until this watch i was convinced was the werewolf guy from the twilight movies he does look I, like I just taylor thought, lautner no yeah i just thought it was taylor lautner every time i've watched this movie and then this time i'm like oh no he's not but it's weird how he's talking to this kid oh you got a perfect face now but your nose is going to keep growing i mean and it's true you can see your nose does right. keep growing as you get older um he starts roasting this kid in front of everybody. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's, like, still, it's, it's still going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's really weird how he talks about how hot this kid is yeah. in his class. But, uh, but yeah, so, and then we get all the teachers being called into a meeting. Something weird's going on in New York. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember exactly when this movie is. It's like... Late 2000s, 2007, it was, it was made in 2008. Okay. So maybe a little bit too early to have a terrorist attack on New York be the, you know, inciting incident of your movie. But whatever, yeah. that's what happens. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, why, do they, are, why do they think it's terrorists? Like, how, how is it going to be like, well, this is terrorist. How do you explain terrorism? People are jumping off of buildings and they're yeah. like just killing themselves. How do you some explain that as terrorists? Some sort of nerve gas, bro. It's they're they're making you know they figure out what's going on pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, what the plan. chemical is doing to yeah. people, mm -hmm. but they don't figure out that it's. I don't think for the most part, like the news does figure it out until the very end. It's right. Stuff happens in this movie that never gets. It's so weird to watch this movie because you see stuff and it's like, oh, that's going to come back later. Nothing ever nope. comes back in this movie. Um, nope. I'm sure that there is a Shyamalan cut of this movie that's like four hours long and probably explains a lot of this stuff. I don't want to watch it. I do not no. want to watch four hours of this movie at 90 minutes to the second. This movie is the perfect thing. Yeah, it it does exactly what it needs to do in 90 minutes, which is like make you scratch your head repeatedly mm -hmm. and then sit there after it ends and goes, wait, ah, all right. Yeah, none of this made any sense. I do remember um, a friend of mine was working at the movie theater when this movie came out. And I do remember getting a text message that said, uh, the happening, the funniest movie in 2007 <laughs> or 2008 or whatever. And I was like, 
that can't be right. And then I forgot about it for about five years. <laughs> and then we watched it for the first time. Um, I think we got it at like a Goodwill for like a dollar DVD. And then we watched it and I'm like, oh my God, do you remember when Dan said this was the funniest movie of that year? He was right. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think I first like watched this movie with the Rift Tracks commentary on. So I was exposed to this as a comedy, like in a comedic situation. And mm -hmm. I've watched it since without that like framework on it. Mm -hmm. It does it. I, I see what it's going for as like this Hitchcock style, weird catastrophe movie, but mm -hmm. it does not land as a drama. Yeah. There's it's, a, th it's the ahead, birds. Like it's kind of like the birds, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's uh. It's supposed to be like a suspense film, but it's so bad at being a, susp a suspense film that it's almost comical. Yeah, so Shyamalan, yeah, just... not not a super talented writer or director. I think he had that one good, interesting story in him, and then you know, then he was just expected to do stuff like that. Uh, Dylan put up something earlier that was like. Time magazine says M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, there it is. The next Spielberg. Um, and I, yeah. Um, a few early brilliant hits and then mostly just self indulgent editorial freedom. Yeah. And right. I mean, I, I did enjoy The Sixth Sense. I was surprised at the end of it. Uh, Signs was mostly boring with some good um who's the is that Shia LaBeouf or is that Joaquin Phoenix? I it's always Joaquin. get those Joaquin up. Phoenix, okay. yeah. <laughs> so Joaquin Phoenix Swing away like, Joaquin. Swing away. Yeah, there's some <laughs> good moments uh with him, but for the most part it's a dumb movie and the fact that the aliens are afraid of water and or are allergic to water like it kills them. And, you know, they get all the way from their planet to ours, and they don't know that 70% of this planet is going to kill them. Anyway, we're not we're not going over M. Night's entire, you know, history of movies. We're talking about this particular gem of a movie. Jerhan, can you hear us? No. No? Okay. <laughs> the, how did he answer? <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, well, actually, are you asleep are you asleep no, no yeah some technical difficulties right here man it's yep. this page is okay. unresponsive i'm sorry okay well, we no can problem. hear you we can hear yeah. you so, oh now we can't okay so um yeah so uh, the news tells everybody that they should get out of the cities you know anywhere where there's a lot of people that seems to be where the attacks are happening so everybody, everybody from the city gathers in one area, which is this train station, um, where we find out it's hard to get a ticket to get out of there. I don't know. I mean, I don't live that far away from Philly. It's not, it, it's not that hard to get to a remote place out of the city. It's... But, you know, this train station is packed full of people. And this is where we... 
is this where? No, I think I have it written down. So we get on the train. Um, we find out that John Leguizamo, who is a math teacher, also <laughs> not not a great role for John Leguizamo, who I've seen be good, but is also horrible in this movie. Yeah, he's no See, Luigi. No. <laughs> why Why couldn't the wind kill uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel's character and then John Leguizamo and, and Marky Mark just like have like uh, me and my Bro. two dads type of thing going on? <laughs> well... Leguizamo spends most of the first part of this movie shit-talking Wahlberg's wife, and then Zoe Deschanel is on, like, ketamine or something? Like, she is sedate. She is, yeah, she is, she is no personality in this movie. No. Um, and, and then we get this weird line from Leguizamo where he says, don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. <laughs> Does that mean that he knows that he's not making it through this journey and that these two are going to have to take care of her? That's I mean, the only thing I can think of. He's like, hey, can you take my daughter? Because I'm going to go flee after my wife. Mm -hmm. Don't take her hand unless you... And it's like, man, you're putting this on us. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's, the whole thing is... It's like, right. It, we didn't... Yeah. We didn't volunteer to take her. You're just like here, take her, please. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's motivations like, fucking this, uppity about it. Yeah, nobody's motivations are making any sense in this movie. They just sort of do things, and who knows? All right, so we're gonna stop in Filbert, Pennsylvania, which, um, again, I'm from the Philadelphia area. And that is not like Filbert is we looked it up because we've never heard of Filbert. It's a it's a southwestern town in Pennsylvania. Nowhere anywhere close to like where they're going. Um, and the cooling towers that you see are absolutely Limerick, which is a nuclear power plant like 20 miles outside of Philadelphia. It's this is <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Um, like even the scenes in this movie don't make sense. The backdrop in this movie does not make sense. Yeah, and the weird thing is that Shyamalan usually does a very good job in Philadelphia because that's where he's from, and he films his movies in Philadelphia. Um, and it's like, oh, these landmarks make sense in this movie. These landmarks make no sense. Like, I don't know where we're supposed to be going to, but I know where we are, and we have not gotten very far on this train. Um, so we... Okay, so this is where Julian leaves his kid. This is where he decides, you know, once everybody is watching the news in the diner, they say, you know get away from again get away from town we have to go 90 miles away from where we are currently and then everybody gets in their car and just drives in various directions I, uh, another thing i had a problem with was uh mark Wahlberg's character and the people that he was with were the only ones who did not get a ride everybody else fled but they were the only ones left behind yeah, well, until I, it, until one person, like I guess, one person pulled over. Two people, the yeah, dog guy. Leguizamo the dog guy. gets his own separate ride, mm -hmm. which that mm -hmm. jeep 
we're going to talk about the Jeep then. Um, but so we get we get a ride with these two hippies who keep talking about hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Hot and that also that. leads to nothing. We're just like that. That was a very weird. Like, why is this guy talking about hot dogs? I I've never understood that. He's trying to do Any that idea. Coen Brothers thing where it's the characters have quirks, but it doesn't read in a dramatic film properly. I did like it, the, hey, did you bring the mustard? <laughs> I've I've interacted yeah. with versions of this couple in my current town, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, all right, I understand this. <laughs> all right, so this guy likes hot dogs. Okay, whatever. I like hot dogs. Hot dogs are cool. Yeah, hot dogs are good, but... <laughs> So now Leguizamo leaves his small, what, eight, six, eight-year-old daughter with these two to go find his wife, who he's 95% sure is already dead. I don't know why he's risking his child to go to go get this woman who is almost surely dead by now. Um, yeah. So he gets into a Jeep, which is the absolute worst vehicle if you're trying to stay in an airtight space Mm -hmm. this is just a jeep with you know the windows that zipper up and you know it's all made of canvas uh so we're still jamming stuff in the windows which doesn't make any sense and then we see a little tiny hole in the roof which is enough to let these spores in and as someone who has driven in a jeep I can tell you there is air coming in from everywhere on that vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it has weather stripping around the doors. No. So we are in this. Oh, oh nope. Go ahead. Dylan. In the Jeep. What's that? Oh, I was just saying you don't want to get into an accident in a Jeep. They're not. No, they're not. No. <laughs> no. And if you're trying to escape, you know, spores in the air, it's also a bad place to me. A Jeep you really don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've at this point we've seen a few weird like someone who writes, I've seen some dialogue already in this by this part of the movie where it's like, yeah, she says she's headed to the town of Princeton. It's like, well, r- read your script out loud and then say just <laughs> yeah, she's headed to Princeton. Mm-hmm. Read your script out loud and maybe take out the part where Marky Mark roasts his high school student. Or like, <laughs> have we hit the diner part? The diner where they show yeah. the video of the man's arms getting ripped off by a tiger? Yes. Like, yeah. read your script out loud and see if these reactions seem reasonable to people who are watching this in like a crowded, powerful yeah. diner. Yeah. Right. They, are, they are packed in there and they're watching a man feeding his own arms to lions and they're like this is weird mother of god what kind of terrorists are these oh <laughs> this guy's they're terrorists yeah it's yeah it is it's really weird the dialogue is all weird and it's all delivered poorly which again i think leads to it leads me to my assumption that this is a comedy like this is in that pantheon of like the room or plan nine from outer space of like these movies are cult classics for a reason. And it's because they were written sincerely, but are so poorly 
acted and like the actual script is so bad, like you know, there's something fun about a tongue-in-cheek bad movie. But there's something special about a sincere bad movie that just it gets me every time. <laughs> I love a movie like this. Oh yeah. And yeah, you can tell that this guy is just he is deadly serious about this being a, a horrible tragedy. Um, well, he Shyamalan came out before even the reviews were out and said that his goal was to make an excellent B movie. Okay. Well, it's fire. not. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Milotti, of course, Bruce Campbell could have played Marky Mark's role. We've had this discussion. Mark uh, Bruce Campbell could be in anything, and it would be better. Actually, okay. if if Bruce Campbell was in the Zoe Deschanel role, like this is this is an A plus movie. Oh my goodness! I would have loved this movie. What if he just played all the trees? He like dressed up as a tree and was just like, you know what? Put Bruce, uh, you know, put Bruce Campbell in anything. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. Bruce Campbell's in Darkman for like three seconds. <laughs> He's the last face when he turns around at the end. Huh. And it's like automatically two extra reels for any movie that Bruce Campbell's in. <laughs> but actually, I wouldn't want him to be in that Marky Mark role because I think Marky Mark is perfect for what he's doing here. <laughs> Okay, so we are in the Jeep, and this is the, the Jeep thing is the thing that I have the most notes on. Uh, does this movie even qualify as a B movie? Now, this is like a D movie. <laughs> even though it has, at the time, e? these are A-list actors. Like, these are yeah. people that people wanted in their movies in mm -hmm. 2007. I don't know why. But they these are movie stars back in the day. <laughs> no, this was intended to be like a blockbuster horror film. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was right. marketed as M. Night Shyamalan's first R-rated horror movie. Like mm -hmm. this is this is the one. This is the scary one, guys. Even but though the not. sixth sense is I mean, we have people with the backs of their heads blown off in the sixth sense and all sorts of terrifying shit, but this movie has really nothing. Um, so we're still this in the This movie G is getting the lowest reels I've ever given, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> cool. Wow. I, I, agree, I agree with Jerry. And okay. Ever. This, is, this I, is about to get bad. I, yeah, I do think that there's two ways to watch this movie. I think there is the way that you guys watched it. And I don't know what it is about this, because this could have very easily been The Quiet Place. But there's something about it that's, that just turned it into something i enjoyed watching it was um go ahead I, know, I saw i saw this movie as like the only message that i could possibly take from this movie was that mother nature is kind of telling us hey i can do this to you mm -hmm. straighten the fuck up and mm -hmm. that's it <laughs> and that's the only message i can get from this movie yeah like, i mean i think... whack some sense into you right yeah oh jerry <laughs> 
I, I can't even get it out, man. The only thing that would have topped <laughs> off the movie is, is Captain Planet coming in at the end. I swear to God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking it in my head, and I was like, I can't even get this out. It's funny to me. I hope they think it's funny. Oh, if Captain see, Planet coming in, man, just would have topped this all off. I mean, seriously. Yeah. If yeah. Mark Wahlberg would have turned blue and then flew up into the sky, I think the rest of the movie being what it was, Mm-hmm. Would that have turned the movie for you guys, the the ones who didn't enjoy it? If he turned like into it. actual Captain Planet. <laughs> it, Look, I would have gave it a couple extra reels, with, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Definitely, definitely. I just, I, they didn't really evolve the villain in this movie. Like, okay, we get it's the plants, and then mm-hmm. that was it. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. Like, there was no more. Like, nothing left. And I would have much rather seen some blue guy fly out of the sky like commanding them all like you know rather than just nothing i mean anything anything so you're saying that captain planet would have been in charge of these plants that were making people kill themselves (laughs) or even the evil captain planet i don't i mean name him something else just a captain planet type figure that you know has to do with the earth and then you bring in captain planet in the sequel yeah, I no, know. I I wasn't thinking of it that way, but that's even better. Like if Captain Planet was making people kill themselves by using plant spores, that's a he fucking the brilliant movie. I love this movie. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I love some movie that we're creating. Oh my god! Yep, they could have right. done something with that ring. Exactly, hit the damn pose yeah. right, right there, bro. <laughs> All right, I see. I would have enjoyed that movie too. And that would have been quite the twist if we would have turned this into a Captain Planet movie out of nowhere. Then we're talking about a Shyamalan twist. I'm glad that Jerry got that out before he froze up. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully he comes back because this is some, (laughs) this is a good movie um, that we're making right here. Okay. So Jesus Christ, we're still in the freaking Jeep here. (laughs) There's still, there's so much that I want to talk about. We we run into these uh, just a bunch of dudes hanging. These are this is in the woods, and these guys are obviously like hanging by garden hoses. It looks like they're gardeners. This is where you turn around. That... If you see this, this is where you turn around and go the other way. This is the I'm... scene where the dead people are on the road. Yeah. No, 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 not on the road. They're hanging from the tree. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're still in like that ladders we and shit. Gotten, yeah, we haven't gotten yes. back to Marky Mark and his crew yet. Yeah, so I'm with Dan. Why? Why are these gardeners in the woods like that? Well, this is in Princeton. Like they drive past the Princeton sign. Mm-hmm. But I'm with okay. Dan. Like at this point, like so it does this thing that I hate in movies where the characters don't react until the camera shows it because right. they are hanging over the road, mm-hmm. and then she starts screaming, and I'm like. You can see that from a distance. It's pretty clear what those are. So you should turn yeah. around because it's clearly already here. Your wife is dead, bro. Sorry. Right. Yeah, and we do it later. Like we see the the bodies on the road later yeah. from a mile away that we need mm-hmm. binoculars for. So this is not something that's out of you know out of the realm of possibility for this movie. Yeah. Um, so the girl freaks out, and then John Leguizamo is comforting her with math. Uh, distracting her, sure. Yeah, more of a distraction. I don't know. I think if I was freaking out and somebody's like trying to give me a math problem, 
it's just gonna make it worse. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, shut the fuck up about math. Look at the people <laughs> hanging from the fucking ladder. And you're talking yeah. about math equations, asshole. Yeah, just yeah. Let's. <laughs> and then we get, of course, if you if you have the DVD of this movie, I very much recommend watching. You should. You should find it. It. You can get it for a dollar at the um, uh, at it's the worth, local Goodwill. It's worth up to five dollars if you can find it in the bin at Walmart. Yeah, the extra scenes. There is a long like making of of this car crash. It's like twenty five minutes long, just showing how they set this up. This is obviously the shot that they spent the most time and money on in this entire movie. Like it shows the, it shows the pulleys and you know how they do it and the dummies and, and this and that they had to do it like a bunch of times. And yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous extra. It's so long setting up this, this <laughs> car. Who needs Alfonso Cuaron setting up this weird camera rig for his car and children of men where you can just <laughs> do this in a, do it in the happening instead. Right, <laughs> it, they they show how they do it in the happening. So, um, the car crash kills everybody except John Leguizamo, um, and he's not happy about that. So he just takes a <laughs> shard of glass and sits on the road and and slices his wrists open. Um, Gotta even finish though, the job. Yeah, even yeah. though his daughter is still out there, um, but whatever. But here's a, mean, here's a fun fact though. I got yeah, a fun go fact for you. Uh, there is a hairworm. I believe it's a hairworm parasite that is embedded in grasshoppers. To when a, reach, a grasshopper reaches a certain peak, the hairworm tells the grasshopper to find water and then kill themselves so they can grow to be their aquatic worm. Hmm. hmm. There's a dumb fact for you. There's there's some fucked up stuff in like fungus parasitic stuff that yeah. happens in insects. So mm-hmm. far, as far as I'm aware, it hasn't leapt to humans. Yeah. Right. But yeah. when it does, that's when we're going to get a 28 days later. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to be jumping in the, in the rivers and drowning ourselves pretty much. The yeah. last of us. Right. Yeah. Last of us, like mold heads. <laughs> Terrible. Terrifying. Although, as humans, we probably deserve it. That was, this was the second movie where I'm like, Right. This was the second Friday movie where I was thinking humans are just the worst. Like these trees were right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. take out the humans. It's fine. We're we're a parasite on this planet. Um so this is another movie that makes me hate humans. So great job, Shaman. Yeah. All right. So now we're back with Marky Mark. We are done talking or thinking about John Leguizamo for the rest of this movie. Never um, mentioned again. Nope. Never Except mentioned when they again. Tell, when they tell the little the girl dog. and they cry together. Yeah. Yeah. It. And they put his picture in her backpack. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. now we're back with Marky Mark and the hot dog guy. And uh, we see these corpses in the road. And then we go back to a like nine way intersection because there are so many people converging on this exact intersection. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like what? There's got to be 45, 50 people in this group. It's like the, the military it. car and then like two cars from two other roads and they're all mm-hmm. packed tight. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, yeah. When, when we get to it and the ladies, 
like talking to her daughter on the phone. There's a lot of people. There's way more people than five cars worth of people packed onto that road. Um, so we are out in the middle of nowhere. We, we can't get back on the roads and go anywhere because all points are blocked up with corpses. So we're just going to walk. Um, we're going to split up into groups because the news is saying that the more people there are in your group, the, the more of a chance you have of getting attacked because we still don't know that it's the plants. Mm -hmm. um, Marky Hot Mark dog is, does. Yeah. Hot dog guy does. And mm -hmm. Marky Mark does sort of say, maybe this guy is right. Maybe it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is the trees. Um, so we break off into the smaller groups. Uh, of course, Marky Mark's group is the smallest. So, we start to hear gunshots from one of the other groups, which is, I imagine, what happened in Philadelphia where the one person kills themselves uh, and then everybody else sort of just picks yep. up the gun and, and does themselves in. It's um, almost an effective scene, that, that gun chain. It's almost mm -hmm. effective. Almost. If they would have shown it, maybe it would have <laughs> been effective. If it... Yep. If, the guy playing the private would have been convincing as anything other than like a 1950s sitcom character. He's it might have been efficient yeah. if he didn't go and do the uh, apocalypse now, not apocalypse now. Full metal jacket. The full metal yeah. jacket uh, speech there. You know, maybe it would have been effective, but we're making poor choices throughout this entire movie. If if we want this movie to be taken seriously, um, including this part where they get to a house, it's a show house, and uh, Mark Wahlberg starts talking to a plastic plant. <laughs> hey, bro! Don't kill me. It's don't okay. Me. Oh, don't worry just... about it, plant. We're not we're trying just, to hurt you. We're just here to use the bathroom, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> got this the eight year old. She's apparently the only one who has to use the bathroom ever. <laughs> the, the model home thing reminded me of Arrested Development, and I wanted nothing more than to see the Bluths have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> I would have very much enjoyed, even right, like even just one or two of them. Like put Job, yeah. put Job in there, like. <laughs> or Lucille, like just one or two of them would have been perfect. Uh, but no, there's nobody here. Um, and then we leave just in time for two groups of people showing up. These seem to be different groups than the ones they were hanging out with earlier. Who mm -hmm. knows? It doesn't matter. They're just here to, to be killed off. This so, is when we get Stephen King's lawnmower, man. Yeah. yeah. This um, is the best the best part of the movie right here besides the this, end, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a very cool death. Um very funny and very like probably the bloodiest one, but that machine is like uh is like farm equipment. That is not a lawnmower. <laughs> no. That not. is like unnecessarily large for anything that we're doing. At this model home. Yeah. But I don't, I, I mean, I don't care because I, I watch a guy lay down 
and get eaten up by a lawnmower, which is yeah, awesome it, it to could, look at. It couldn't have been like a Sears or like a John Deere lawnmower because it it, <laughs> it would just stop. It yeah. had to be like a big heavy duty, like like a harvester or something like that. Yeah. But even that, like even a zero turn, you know, the ones that the the ones that the like lawn services use, I think would have been more believable, but also not as awesome. So Oh, good. Jerrion's back just in time. <laughs> oh, no, oh, now he's gone, gone again. Okay. <laughs> I think he's trying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get back to him, see what he thinks about this uh, lawnmower death if he if he gets back. All right. Now we find a house um, that Mark Wahlberg has to point out that there's a house, even though he's 15 steps away from the rest of them. And he's like, look, bro, there's a house right over there. It was like, and everybody's like, "Oh, cool, a house!" But they wow. were looking at the house. So we get to this house. Um, we're gonna see if we can find food again, only for this child. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to skip over Marky Mark's um, cough syrup confessional, which is also the name of my pop punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Marky when he Mark's can... cough syrup confessional. Well, so. At, at this point, I don't know if we covered it, but uh, Zoe Deschanel's inner conflict is that she had tiramisu with a coworker without conf- mm-hmm. without admitting it to her husband. Oh, the that scandal! And then <laughs> that's why Leguizamo's character is all like, "Hey, man, I walk, I walked, I can't do a Leguizamo, but he's like talking through his teeth. But he's mm-hmm. like, I walked in on her on the wedding day accidentally. She was crying. I don't think she's wife material. It's like, all right, he's always yeah. shit talking his wife, and I don't get it. Yeah. But, it's at this point when Marky Mark confesses where he's like, Hey bro, I was in a pharmacy and this woman tried and there was a cute pharmacist and mm-hmm. I was going to buy a bottle of cough syrup, bro. And that would have been like six bucks. And then she's yeah. like, you're joking, right? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, thank you. And then it cuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Flow your scenes in a logical order. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if they did that at this point, then it would, wouldn't make sense with the rest of the movie. No. Um, but yeah, that's a very weird, yeah, that's a very weird through line that seems very, very low stakes. Um, so I didn't even think about talking about it because of how low stakes it is. She mm-hmm. didn't cheat on him. She went to have dessert with a guy from work. Who is now stalking her. <laughs> who is now sort of stalking her, but and apparently is voiced by M Night. Oh, That's his cameo well, we in this had, movie. We had to have an M Night cameo. Yeah. Jerrion, do you have any thoughts on this uh lawnmower death that we just got through? Gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in one I word. Mean, yeah, as I was as I was watching through this movie, I was like, "This is a very fun movie," but again, not not a super interesting thing to talk about um, until well, we can talk about it all we want, but the movie stops talking about things such as we get to this house and um, we knock on the door. People tell us to leave. We're not listening. These two like. 15-year-old teenagers are trying to get into the house and they both get shotgunned to death. Um, the one kid gets a hole blown through his chest and the other one gets 
a hole blown through his head, but don't even worry about that. We are never going to talk about these two teenagers that we just saw get murdered again right. in this movie. That's what happens here in Michigan when you knock on the wrong door and they tell you to leave and you don't listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Colorado, is... too. <laughs> right? Well, you know what? I've never knocked on anybody's door, but you'd probably get shotgunned to death knocking on the wrong person's door around here, too. I had to sell magazines in high school for marching band to make money for a trip, and that mm -hmm. required walking around and being like, Hi, <laughs> do you want a subscription to Newsweek or whatever we sold? And then the right. salesman would come by and try and like give us cash. So like, yeah, all right. Mm. No. You never got a shotgun pointed at you? Not in Ohio, no. Okay. But I was in <laughs> northwest Ohio, so it's a little different than down where you are. Okay. Right. All right. So shotgun. Yeah, we never talk about these kids. That always bothered me in this movie. It's like we we meet these kids. We have several scenes with these, you know, teenage kids, and then they both get blown away, and we never think about them again. Mm -hmm. That's you it's know, the same that's thing with of, the hot dog guy, though, too. Like, yeah, we, he's in a couple scenes, and then we never see and hear about him again after yeah, he's it's, dead. It's so. the way that this movie goes. We mm -hmm. do stuff, and then it's dead. gone. We never think about them again. <laughs> yep. All right. I was wrong. I do have more notes about this. I just have it labeled as final act house. Yeah. Mrs. Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We get to this secluded house out in the country. Um, the first note I have is how did he not see her sitting on the porch? Like he walks up to the porch. He's looking around. He's ringing the bell. And then you hear a voice and she's not coming around the corner. She's sitting she's right in a there. chair, like two steps away from where he's ringing this bell. Mm -hmm. How did he not see her there? <laughs> he's too busy looking at her lemon drink. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lemon drink boy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks this old lady was crazy. Like at first she was kind of cool, but then she's like, you trying to steal from me. Yeah. You're going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> murder me in my sleep. <laughs> Marky Mark's sarcastic no, response. No. <laughs> oh, okay. And then my next thing is they're sitting at dinner and she goes, oh yeah, we have a spring house out in the back that has a speaking tube. It's like you're talking to the person and they're in the same room. Why are you telling us this? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is the most that they talk about in this dinner conversation and it has nothing to do with anything. It's not prompted. There's no reason that she would tell these people this thing. It's like Chekhov's speaking tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And then uh, they're trying to go to bed and he hears some rustling around and he goes out to the door. He sees Mrs. Jones standing there and she says she's got the wild look in her eyes and she's like, what are you going to do? Are you here to steal stuff from me? And he's like, whoa. And she's like, are you going to murder me in my sleep? And then he has Maybe. the, the like 
We do this all the time in my house. Like if somebody wants, if somebody is like, no, 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 it's not no, it's what? No. <laughs> it's it's just the silliest thing I've ever seen. Um, so we go to sleep, we wake up, and apparently overnight, Zoe Deschanel cut her bangs because she has bangs in this scene and she did not have them through the rest of the movie. So why, I guess why the hell is she in, in a in a different like how part of the house? Like not even like the house. She's like in a different part of the property, like an abandoned shed somewhere that she's yes, found in, in the backyard. Like, yeah, how in the, the hell spring house that we were talking about it at <laughs> they're catching frogs. Marky Mark, in, like where did he get this extra clothes? He looks like uh Matt Damon in the Bourne movies all of a sudden. Um, and Zoe Deschanel has bangs. This was absolutely shot months after the rest of the movie was. <laughs> like this is a comp- and they didn't have. I forget what who the person is that like you know makes sure that all of Bruce Campbell's scars are at the right place in his makeup. Um, Just the production assistant. Yeah, mm. but they didn't have one of those people because they all look completely different than they did the day before. They look really good for being on the road without any place to shower or anything for like. Yeah, there's four no days. showers. They don't. They're not carrying backpacks or anything, so I don't know where they were keeping their changes of clothes. Um, where they're awfully clean. Yeah, they're. they're none of it. None of it makes any sense. Um, so I thought this bags. was an alien movie at first when I when I first started seeing it. I was like, "Oh, it's cool! It's another alien movie." And I was just like, "Where the fuck is the aliens?" And it never came. The aliens nope. never came. The aliens only showed up in Army of the Dead. Um. So now we get to the heroic, the final sort of. This is where the conflict in the movie ends. Um, and they decide that, you know, this is the end. Everybody is going to die. So we may as well be together. They walk out into the yard, they embrace and nothing happens. Well, Mrs. Uh, Jones gets wrecked by the wind and then she opens the windows with her forehead. I remembered, I remembered her doing that much slower. Like I remember her putting her head against a window and pushing it slowly until it broke. That must have been a different movie because she did not do that in this movie. That might've been bird box. Cause bird box steals from this movie very Mm -hmm. blatantly pacing wise. And just like set aside the concept pacing wise, things happen in bird box, very similar to, to uh, how things happen in in the happening. Mm. Maybe I'll watch bird box. Don't watch Bird Box. It's not nearly <laughs> as fun as this movie is. <laughs> Don't watch oh, it's Bird not Box. fun. <laughs> okay, so it's 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 more of a quiet place than a happening. It's the happening place, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that sounds okay. like a cool 70s movie. <laughs> <laughs> the happening place. It's where Jerry's hanging out. <laughs> right? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> With Polkai. <laughs> so right. do we think do we think that love overcame the spores or it 
This does anybody Mollis... have any theories on what Dylan's dead? <laughs> it just fell out. Uh, <laughs> this made about as much sense as the entire movie. Oh so, man, which was no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the the time stamp just pops up like nine fifty eight or whatever. It's not even a like a whole. It's not even twenty four hours. It's like twenty four no. hours and like. Or it's like 25 hours and five minutes or something like that. I yeah. thought it was like maybe like uh, 13 at 13 hours. And something yeah, like I don't, I don't yeah. even think it's a full day. But the right. weird thing is that they talk about, oh, it happened, you know, in the afternoon. And then it ended on the day before. They got, I mean, from Philly to wherever the fuck they were at the end of the movie. Um very far in less than a day, but they do definitely say that it was less than one day. Yeah. So all of this happened in, and they had a chance to sleep mm-hmm. in this time. So what's the timeline of this movie? I, I just think, I just think in this movie, uh, God just wanted to kill every single new England Patriots fan out there. So he just Ooh. attacked everyone. <laughs> We're officially a non-patriots podcast now. Behind that. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah. Now it just stops. One of the most interesting things that I found about this movie is um, we could have come up with a drinking game for this. Uh, dr- take a drink every time they say happening. It's it's like 15 or 20 times. IMDb trivia says it is 25 times for some wow. version of happen or happening. Okay, well, let's not take a drink for every time then, because this is 90 minutes. And if you took that many drinks in 90 minutes, Fucking you might drunk. have to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, something would start happening. It's going yeah. to be a good night. <laughs> yeah. Just don't drink but, and drive. Call an Uber. Oof. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Um, so we are now we're back in Philly. We're back in Old Town, which is not where we started. So they must have moved <laughs> um, three months <laughs> later. There's a bunch of empty houses now. Right. That's also true. But the they moved to must a, be we're popping. Yeah, they moved to a crappier neighborhood. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why they did that. <laughs> So we find out that Zoe Deschanel is pregnant. Uh, we're going to bring more people into this world. Uh, is that a good la- idea? It's the last couple that should be having a child. Yeah, yes. these two. Well, I mean, they overcame child, their bro. differences. Their very insignificant differences of having dessert with a coworker and you know flirting with a. a girl at the pharmacy um but they overcame that and now they they realize that they do love each other so they're gonna bring another person into this world the world that tried to kill all the people not that long ago just a couple months ago um so we have a baby on the way and then we cut to france um where we get basically the first scene of the movie but in France. So it's happening again. Uh, is it going to like circle the globe and like return? Is it going to be like, I don't like a year, like every, like a solstice, like a murder, a murder solstice. 
A murder solstice. <laughs> well, they only got the east coast of, of the United yeah. States, so if it does go around, maybe that's where it's going to get the rest of them. Okay, so that's the movie, man. This movie is... As I'm going through this movie, I have no idea why I like this movie. I mm -hmm. had a blast watching this movie. I have a blast every time I watch this movie. But this movie sucks. The oh. script is bad. The acting is bad. The stuff that happens has no weight to it. There's no consequences. You know, all it would have taken, you know, it, it, it could have turned. You know, they could have been like, oh, if we go, you know, if we go to the top floor of a skyscraper, the spores can't get us there. And then, but nobody did that, and everybody stayed down on ground level. Mm -hmm. Then and went we into nature. Yeah. Then we then we would have had a problem. Then I I would have had a problem with this movie. Uh, but it didn't. It's just a really dumb, stupid, fun movie that I have. Like I said, a blast every time I watch it. And I've watched this movie way too many times. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're. We're at about an hour or so, um, and there's really nothing to talk about this movie because, again, the movie has no stakes. There are no consequences for anything that happens, and stuff happens, and we never think about it again. So, I am going to start getting reels from everyone. I should do actually, Jerry first because he's got to bounce. Yeah, let's do Jerry first. We'll find out where we can find you and what your reels are for this movie. I don't think I've ever heard you not like a movie. Um, well, I mean, this one, I'm going to give it a five, man. Uh, good actors, bad story. Like you said, uh, the good B list movie. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Um, I didn't like the ending. I didn't like thinking that the power of love was going to be the healing. <laughs> it's going to be the saving grace uh, of the movie for a minute there. Cause that's what I thought it was. I swear. I thought they were going to be like, if we all hug and be <laughs> positive, it'll, they'll be happy. And I really thought it was going that way for a second. So uh, five reels. Uh, I, I am a Sham, uh, M night Shyamalan fan. I just think this was one of his worst movies to be honest with you, man. So I got to give it five. Jerry and Blaze Cloud Chronicles. Also, check check me out on Bet That Podcast with Dan and Jerry. New sports podcast. Y'all check that out. And also, check me out on The Real Boys featuring these knuckleheads right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you. Dylan Terry. I am a noted and recorded defender of this movie as a bad, enjoyable film. I'm giving it four reels. Uh, it's not good. Don't go into this expecting a competently made good movie because it's not. The writing is bizarre. The shot framing is weird. The editing is just all over the fucking place. But <laughs> I'm giving a four, but I'm recommending it. You get some friends together. You get the substances of your choice, whatever they may be. You have a you have a tight ninety minutes of like laughing and throwing out lines, and you are going to add some stuff that you want to quote to your little whatever book you have on hand to like, hey, be scientific, douchebag. Like that, it, it's got some real gems in there, but it's a bad movie. Don't go in expecting to really like it. Um, otherwise, I'm Dylan. 
I'm part of Some Nobodies with Zach, who couldn't be here tonight. Check us out at somenobodies.com, patreon.com slash somenobodies.com. We're both on here pretty often. We've got – oh, that is my badge. Cool. That was a misclick. Um, <laughs> so uh, we got a new project out called Create Your Own Pod Venture Appeal. It's a branching storyline podcast that I wrote, Zach edited and narrated and put all together. Uh, it's got uh, like eight endings, 18 episodes. Go check it out. Tell us what you found. Uh, Silicon Angels talking upstream, all that stuff. You know where we are. Oh yeah, wow, that was quick. Hey, uh, uh, I I hated this. I hated this movie. It is a <laughs> is a steaming pile of shit. I will never watch this movie again. This is my first time watching it, and I will never watch it again. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, this is your mulligan. So, uh, I I, for, I forgive you for making this movie. Uh, Zoe Deschanel, you just suck and everything. Um, so I want to give this uh, three. This is the my lowest rated movie. I'm sorry to the Quiet Place. For the first quiet place so yeah i'm gonna give this a three i'm dan lovely uh this is zoops caught me smoking you can also catch me with jerrion over on bet that with dan and jerrion uh, uh the best sports debate podcast soon it, it will be soon and uh, <laughs> and look out for uh this sunday we have mark tulius coming on uh oops caught me smoking um author and podcaster so look out for him and that's it that's all i got cool Thank you, Dan. All right. And I'm Michael Colby. I apologize for this camera angle, but there were so many Mark Wahlberg close-ups. I had to do a close-up today. Um, I am with Dylan. I'm going to give it one more reel than he did. Um, I'm going to give it a five. Um, we're right at around like three and a half, four reels for this movie because um, it is, it's bad. It's a terrible movie. Um, if you go into this expecting a horror movie, you're going to be sorely disappointed because this thing sucks, but it is so much fun and it's exactly 90 minutes. It's right where you want a bad movie to be. Um, yep. We're right at about 4.25, four and a quarter reels for this movie. It's, it's a bad one, but it's a fun one. Um, so tune in on Monday. We are doing... I forget the name of the movie, but it is Justin Wallace's number four. It's a movie starring, oh, it's called Justified. It's written by Nick Cave from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Fucking, I don't know how I never heard of this. Um, and then next Friday is Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, so I am Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents. Also, No Time to Binge. And I love this terrible game and whatever else. Uh, follow me on Twitter and I'll post all my stuff at my neighbor, M-I-C-H-1. I promise on Monday I won't make you look at my face like this. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>